Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 100 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes. Andy, we made it. Wow, 100 minisodes. Almost 100 main episodes and a smattering, like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or something bonus loads. Yep, and uh, the odd announcements, things like that. But yep, here we are, Minisode 100. Believe it or not, also on the exact two-year anniversary of when we put out Minisode 0. Yeah, amazing. Who are you, by the way? My name is Mitch Bain. I'm a lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. Why? Who are you? I'm Andy Stewart. Sometimes filmmaker, other times podcast guy. How's your week been? It's been fairly busy. I've been doing a lot of pottering around again, Mitch. A lot of home improvements, bits and bobs like that. I was also lucky enough to pop on to our old pal Zoe Smith's podcast. Oh, cool. Okay, um, I saw that you were do- I saw that you were doing that uh, this week. How'd that go? Yeah, it was great. We had a chat about Cannibal Holocaust. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that when it goes online. It's over with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It was it, it was hard, but not impossible to talk about dicks. I'm sure you found a way. Well, there's a lot of dicks in it. I mean, this is true. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. your kind of that's your way in. <laughs> My week's been reasonably busy as well. I have been nurturing my two current TV addictions. Okay. One of which is Community, which has just been added to Netflix in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I I love and have seen, weirdly, I've seen all of it apart from the final episode. So three weeks ago, I started watching it from the beginning. Right. And I'm now three episodes from the end. I don't want to spoil the ending for you, Mitch, but it's all a dream. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past No, it, no, no, no. Actually, it. now that I've said that, that could very well have been how Community ended. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but that and uh, the Great British Menu, which I am now absolutely pathologically obsessed with. Now, are you going back and doing a rewatch of all the previous seasons? They're actually quite hard to get hold of, but to answer your question, yes, there is one previous season that is available, and I've been watching a decent amount of that. Right. There's like 45 episodes a series or something, but yeah. So, uh, Community and Great British Menu. I have managed to squeeze in some horror, though. How about you? Yeah, I got my hands on something that I think you've already seen. Okay. Why don't you just die? Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught this at Celluloid Screams, having missed it at Fright Fest, but everybody right. went crazy for it at Fright Fest, so I was glad to get the chance to catch up with it at Celluloid because I think it's amazing and out now through Arrow, right? It is indeed, yeah. That's what I've that's what I picked up, the Arrow Video Blu-ray of Why Don't You Just Die. Uh, this is a debut feature, by the way, and that's incredibly impressive. It's um, unbelievable. For like from a from a technical angle, I think it's absolutely remarkable. Tell us a little bit about it though, because obviously it's your pick for this week. Tell us a bit about it and what you thought of it. Yeah, what you have here is a young guy called Matt V who visits his girlfriend's father's house uh, with the intention of killing him because he believes that there was some kind of historic sexual abuse going on. Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, I mean, I don't really want to give away too much of how this film goes because it is very good and there's loads of kind of twists and turns and stuff in it. Let's just say things aren't as they appeared. And then what you have is this kind of hyper-violent, almost crimey thriller, like noirish at points and because there's a lot of like flashback in it as well and that mm-hmm. those have got a real kind of noirish slant to them. Really interesting film. It's really, and I know you said this a minute ago, but it's really, really well made technically. It's it's amazing. Some of the kind of fight scenes and stuff in the early running of the film are really good. Oh, really some, some of it's absolutely amazing, I think. Kind of reminds me a little bit of The Raid. 
some mm. of the fight choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the fact that, of course, it's happening in this kind of very enclosed environment. But yeah, about the first 10 minutes or so of that film is absolutely kind of like just a total assault, isn't it? That's brilliant. Up until like the kind of opening title is just mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah. It's also really funny. That is really funny. So, two thumbs up for you for Why Don't You Just Die then? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to sit here much and tell you that I'm an expert at pronouncing Russian names. Okay. What else but... have you lied about? <laughs> but director Kirill Sokolov I would say is definitely someone to watch I would agree what's the release like? Um, I haven't really dug too much into the special features on it if you give me a second I'll grab the Blu-ray and I can tell you what okay. we have we have uh, an interview with Kim Newman exploring why don't you just die within the context of the long-standing tradition of single location cinema we have an exclusive behind the scenes footage from rehearsals which might be pretty cool yeah 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 four short films from Kirill Sokolov oh wow which are could be worse the outcome the Flame and Sisyphus is Happy. Nice, okay. And trailers and complete storyboards for the film. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, the film itself, excellent. Check it out. Yeah, I have a couple of things. I've been doing a little bit of shuddering this week. (laughs) Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I watched a short this week up there. I mentioned it on the things that were coming to the streaming platforms a couple of weeks ago. A short called Blankety with two boys. Okay. It's like an 11-minute sci-fi thing where basically what you have are almost like focus groups that are divided by demographic and they're feeding information into an algorithm and they're basically trying to get this algorithm to spit out a coherent story that factors in what they've told them, basically. Right. Which is quite a clever setup. I quite like the idea of it, but I don't really feel like it ever gets out of first gear. I think that it has an idea and has no idea what to do with it. Okay. And felt like a waste of a pretty strong concept for me. I actually didn't care for it much at all. Right. Is there any reason why there's two whys? No, not that I'm aware of. Right, because uh, that if, irritates if, me. If that was alluded to, then I'm, uh, I missed it. It's one of those things that reminds me a little bit of one of the lower maintenance, but also less good episodes of Black Mirror. Right, okay. I think it's quite lazy to just compare everything that is a dark tech fable to Black Mirror, but it does have that vibe. <laughs> and it didn't do a massive amount for me, I must say. So that was blankety. It wasn't too hot on that. However, I did watch the next instalment of Cursed Films, so it's three out of five I've watched now. Okay. Um, now, last week we talked about this in some length, and you were pretty down on the first two episodes, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, were The Exorcist and The Omen. That's right, yeah. Um, and I think that there was some pretty interesting stuff in there. If anyone who wasn't listening last week and aren't familiar with this, uh, Cursed Films is a Shudder documentary series about films that have kind of traditionally or come to be known as these cursed or troubled productions all within horror and they're all really big films uh, my problem with the first two was that I felt like they were a little unfocused I thought that it kind of hit on all the real the kind of meat of the stuff within the mm-hmm. first five or six minutes and then after that it kind of derailed quite significantly or got kind of rambly or went off on tangents in ways that you couldn't just sit back and enjoy but because this is like very much my thing and something that I'm really interested in I did kind of decide that I was going to stick with it and watch all of them so I watched uh, episode three this week which is about Poltergeist Right, so I'm guessing in this episode we're touching on the untimely death of Heather O'Rourke and the murder of Dominique Dunn. Yes, amongst other things, yeah. Right. And I would say this still doesn't, I think, maintain its focus all the way, but it's far better. Right. Obviously, it helps the fact that this, the story behind Poltergeist is really interesting and it does take you right through to Poltergeist 3 and obviously what they had to do after Heather O'Rourke died and some of the kind of struggles with the studio about what they were going to do with it and how the cast were hounded about this notion of a curse and Zelda Rubenstein going on TV and basically having to tell people to leave it alone and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think that that feels like a kind of a tangent or an avenue to explore that feels really organic. So it talks about the curse, the consequences of it, and Mm -hmm. then it starts to talk about this resentment 
amongst the cast and crew for it being looked at in this way. So I would say of the three of them, it's comfortably the best one. I thought it was actually right. really interesting. Um, I would recommend that one far sooner than I would recommend the other uh-huh. two. By the way, we've done an episode on Portergeist 3, if anyone hasn't heard it. It was a while ago now with Graham Resnick, but it's out there. Yeah, keeping that Shudder connection going again, Graham Resnick, director of the Shudder original series Deadwax. Yes. That's my lot, apart from one obvious exception. <laughs> Mitch goes back to the 90s. Body bags this week. Ah, okay, okay, lovely. Right. Uh, yes, lovely is the word. I had a great time with body bags. I feel like someone has mentioned this to me on the show before. Right, okay. Um, I can't put my finger on who it was, but I'm sure that somebody said said this, and it was like, oh, it's it's, it's an anthology that's directed by John Carpenter and mm-hmm. Toby Hooper. And I was like, how did I not know this existed? <laughs> and I mean, obviously. Because you're you. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. I mean, like, some mysteries just fucking solve themselves, don't they? <laughs> um, but it's kind of been tentatively on my list to get to because I like anthologies. I like John Carpenter. I like Toby Hooper. What could go sure. wrong? Mm-hmm. Not a hell of a lot. I thought that this was great. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. One of the better anthologies I've seen in a wee while. Body Bags. Loved it. Excellent. I'm loving this. I'm loving that you're doing this. Yeah, I think that the fact that I haven't just gone for kind of like big headline grabbing slashers and things like that has kind of been part of why I think it's kind of worked. So these days, while we're still in lockdown, we do have one other kind of subcategory that we're watching films under right now. Yes. So about Smoky Thriller Fridays. Yeah. I've got to throw my hands up here and apologise. My infant son, you may actually be able to hear him screaming in the background because I just heard him. As Keevan. <laughs> yes. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I don't mind telling you. He's been a bit of a wee dick, right? He's right, in a lot okay. of pain. And uh, on Friday, he was in a particularly bad way and I had to take him out in the car to try and chill him out. And as a result, we didn't actually watch a Smoky Thriller. Smoky Thriller Fridays taking a necessary backseat. Yeah, I and we had decided after last week's Fancy Friday, this week was going to be Silly Hat Friday, and I had bought myself a Silly Hat. I bought myself one of those caps with a propeller on the top. <laughs> We're still going to do that. 100%. Yeah, we'll do it. The, the cap will get it. will make an appearance at some oh, point. But I was very 100%. excited to wear it, and uh, very sad that unfortunately I didn't get the chance. It's okay. Your time will come. Yeah, yeah. So apologies, everyone out there who was keen to find out which smoky thriller they should be checking out next or otherwise. On Netflix. It will be back very soon. However, for now. Yeah. What have they been saying? It's feedback time, and they've been saying a whole load again this week. Big thank you to everybody that's been getting in touch. Unsurprisingly, a lot of the feedback coming in around episode 99, our Andy versus Mitch episode for the month. It was my selection, and we went with Jordan Rubin's Zombie first. Yeah, and I just want to quickly say a massive thanks to your mum for pointing out that apparently last week I must have been in a good mood because apparently I sang the intro to this segment in a major key. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like that observation quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, this week we did have a chat about Zombievers. A whole load of you watching it back with us and getting in touch with your thoughts on that one. So, starting with somebody who's less up on the film, <laughs> to put it mildly, I would say, um, our pal John Mercer, co host, yeah. of course, of I Spit on Your Grades, and Magic Mercer on Twitter. Oh, Mitch, what have you done? If memory serves me correct, this is the very first film that I walked out of. Really struggled to get on board, but in the interest of fairness, I guess I'll give it another shot. Appreciate that, John, although crucially, he hasn't been back in 
touch to let me know how that worked out. So I feel like he may not have been persuaded on the second watch either. No. Uh, Ross McIntyre at Sane underscore man getting in touch. Okay, let's do this, he says, and a screen grab of the opening credits with the, at this point, still beavers, not yet zombified, looking down on that ominous barrel floating in the river. That's right. Ross did get back in touch a little bit later saying that he was quarter an hour in and he wanted all the main characters dead. I don't think that we got a conclusion on what he thought the whole thing. <laughs> he didn't sound like he was too enamoured with it by kind of like your kind of first act conclusion. Andy McEwen got in touch on Twitter just simply saying that Zombievers and Wigs would have been a good sequel, of course, alluding to your speculation that the mystery person in the photo in that film was a beaver and a wig. Yep, sure. Scared cheapless. Caitlin getting in touch saying, yes, fully on board with this. Every time you think, no, I won't laugh at yet another beaver joke, one hits and you do. That's true. I would say that it gets the balance about right on that one. Uh, Andrea Martin's Color Han on Twitter. The title scared me away. I feared it would be asylum level bullshit, but it turns out to be a great B-movie with heart and a good sense of humour. Can't disagree. Like I said, Mitch, this to me has been your master stroke. I'm glad that people, whether they liked it or not, I'm glad that it's, it's been such a conversation starter. But yes, I am pleased that I wasn't just subjecting you to something that you thought was either mediocre or drivel like I normally do. <laughs> I have quite a bit more on some beavers. Um, uh, I don't, uh, so fire away. Okay, in that case, I'll just shoot through a couple more. A new person alert. Ah. Sabrina, uh, welcome aboard. She said, this movie has no business being this fun. Also enjoyed the trope subversions going on with the decoy protagonist Jen and promiscuous sassy mean girl Zoe rising as the final girl. We do not speak of no unholy trucks in this house. Courtney <laughs> Palm slays. I agree. We talked about that a little bit on the show as well, about how uh, it does kind of mess around with your expectations and the tropes of this kind of genre, which I think is a cool thing. But yeah, Sabrina... Thanks for getting in touch. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Stay with us. Got some cool stuff coming up. Absolutely. Scotty Henry, real heel yeah. Scotty on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I love Zombievers so much. Two things to look forward to. Animal facts and a great song to end the podcast. Uh, he got <laughs> both of those two things right. You were so full of love for that song. What kind of monster would I have been if I hadn't put that at the end of the episode? No, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't deny me that pleasure. On the subject of your uh, beaver facts, Laura, buying an LV, getting in touch. Beaver facts, I knew this was coming. It's all gone a bit wind in the willows. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more on Zombievers for either of us then. Uh, what else you got? I'm going to jump in. I think it's another new person alert. It's J-Rock on the road at J-Houdini 2. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, that is a first. Hello. Welcome Hello. Aboard. Welcome. Yes. At another midweek working from home point. And I wanted to send out more props to a few more podcasts that have helped me keep my sanity. Uh, thanks for staying online and keeping us entertained and we're tagged in that along with some other excellent podcasts including uh, Rebecca McKendry's Nightmare You pod. Oh cool, okay. Quick tip if you are a new listener to this show and you like Rebecca McKendry, she and her partner Dave did do a show with us on Slugs way way back. Might want to go dig that out. Yeah, absolutely. Find it, find it, it's there. Always nice to hear about how we are helping people survive the lockdown and things and keep themselves entertained. I like that. That's nice. Who's helping us? Who warms the sun? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I have to say a quick hello to our pal Kinel Kolak on Twitter because a really funny thing happened this week. So he sent me a screenshot. He's captioned it, what an insanely specific opportunity to recommend the podcast. <laughs> and um, this was something that happened on Facebook. The poster for Bloodsucking Freaks was on this post and someone had commented on it saying someone should do a thing where they take away the title from this poster and then they have to make up a synopsis just based on the picture. So Kinel very quickly swept in being like, you're not going to believe this, but this exact thing happened on this podcast three weeks ago <laughs> that is so weird and also weird is that Bloodsucking Freaks was on the first episode of the returning The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs that is true uh, you got anything else quite a few other things Neil at Horror of Dracula getting in touch thanks for the shout out guys I'm now a confirmed addict love what you're doing haven't had the pleasure of the Lair of the White Worm rewatch yet but soon 
soon. Answering our question from the other week when we asked, had he actually watched it yet? Uh, no, is the answer. Okay, cool. Thanks, Neil. Glad you're enjoying the show. I'm just going to keep going because I think I've got more than you. Okay, bat on. Shakes at the Shakes 72. Welcome back, sir. We've not read anything out from you for a little while. Today was the day I began a steep ascent back to the 100% club for Strong Violent PC. Strangely lovely to hear your voices again, chaps. Strangely? Strangely lovely to be back in your ears, Dave. Yeah, yeah, and uh, please, don't leave it so long. We've missed you. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got anything else just now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stevie! Stevie. film fan Stevie. Friday morning means only one thing, the latest episode of Strong Violent PC. Pre-isolation days would be a cup of coffee at the Cousin Soho while listening to the episode. These days it's a glass of wine at home while listening to the latest episode. Ah, well, you know, that's not a bad substitution, I don't think. Which is worse, the wine or the coffee? I mean, I know they say you should have a glass, what is that, a glass of wine a day? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone's out there saying have coffee. Probably not. I mean, like, there might be some health benefits for this. Yeah, yeah, but I, I hope you're not losing your mind, Stevie, not being in the cinema. No, no, I hope you're keeping yourself entertained, and thanks for staying with us during the isolation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one more coming in from Colin Buckley at Razor's Edge Media, saying, about to listen to the new Strong Violent PC episode, and Google Podcast confused Andy for the singer Andy Stewart. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm not the only Andy Stewart out there. That's true. Not even close, but certainly the most well-known Andy Stewart is a sadly dead Scottish singer, traditional singer, used to jump around in a kill and sing uh, kind of traditional Scottish standards. If you Google Andy Stewart, I don't come up to way down the list. Yeah, I could imagine actually, because it's a reasonably common name. I don't have the same problem with Mitch Bain. Sure. Not that the things that you dig up about me on Google are particularly interesting, like, but yeah, they're there. <laughs> um, I just have the one more. I want to say a quick hello to uh, Darren Gaskell, our pal, getting in touch. Just dropping in something about the fact that we have now reached 100 minisodes. Hopefully I'm not too presumptuous, but congratulations to the Strong Violent PC guys for clocking up 100 minisodes this Monday. That's a whole lot of films, feedback, and pitches. Looking forward to the next 100. Darren, so are we. Thanks for getting in touch. Yeah, definitely. This has been an amazing journey so far. And to be honest, Mitch, I'm, I'm not really feeling like stopping yet. No, we have some ideas for when we're allowed to leave the house again. We want to follow through on those. We want to see where some things take us. But yeah, you're not going to get rid of us that easy. <laughs> well, unless you stop listening and then ultimately there's no point in us doing this. Yeah, it's really quite easy to get rid of us, actually. Uh, <laughs> but I would just prefer you didn't. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, That's it from me. Yeah, I've got nothing else. <laughs> It is once again time for Mitch's Pitches. Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. While we're recording, Andy will send a picture to my phone. It will be a poster from a horror film from years gone by. We'll have photoshopped out the title and the tagline, leave only the image. It will be up to me to describe the image to the best of my ability and give it both a title and a synopsis based on the image alone. We also put this out on social media so you guys can play along. And a few of you did that this week, so I've got a few of the pictures of the bunch to get through but last week we did have Lucio Fulci's Conquest yeah it's well uh, done reappropriated by me as a flatly spins a yarn of vengeance hack and slash Jesus Christ uh huh so yeah a couple of people getting in touch on this one so Laura buying an LV for the first time in horror see IJs in Joe D'Amato's three mothers cash in Peter Occhielli <laughs> <laughs> oddly prescient blu-ray comes with a face mask 
CP Buckley. It's the year 2023, so the near future. Very much The so. world has fallen to the coronavirus. Mutants roam the wasteland that was once America. The country has fallen to disparate factions, from the Russian immigrants now calling themselves the Iron Svens, to a group of psychotic rednecks calling themselves the New Sons of the South. Deep in the sewers of what was once New York, attractive scientist Harmony Hillix has just created the first human <laughs> clone and transferred the mind of Bernie Sanders into the body. Now Bernie must travel the US to get to the White House, which is now run by the mutant Trump clan. It's 1989's extremely prescient, very, sci-fi fantasy, <laughs> Democracy in Action, Bernie's Last Bid. <laughs> Excellent. And Tony Constantino getting in touch on Facebook as well. When partially sighted professional dungeon master and part-time waste disposal driver Tiberius Blimp accidentally <laughs> crashes into Roger Corman's LA storage unit, things take a bizarre turn when the toxic chemicals mix with Roger's memorabilia, bringing his cinematic creations to life, beginning their rampage across America. Now armed with only his grandmother's antique table legs, hastily fashioned into nunchucks, must mild-mannered <laughs> Blimp rally D&D Guild members Roger Spunkley, Diddles McGinty and Wally Wizardsley to cosplay the fudge <laughs> up and take down the tyrannical titans in Roger Corman's semi-autographical meta-titled monstrosity. Roger Corman presents Roger Corman presenting a Roger Corman presented Roger Corman presentation. <laughs> and finally, Twitter, Hanny underscore Ray, during training young barbarian warrior Farin Hawei... <laughs> <laughs> uh, accidentally insults both the futuristic demigod Zorton and his vengeful ex-lover and serpentine sorceress Pythonella in 1983's poorly conceived sci-fi barbarian epic Training Interrupted, Snakes and Swagger <laughs> Lovely stuff everyone, thank you for that uh, Okay, so best character name and best pitch? Best character name, Harmony Hillux, best pitch for Tony Okay, so uh, Tony and CP winning their shares of nothing this week. So, my turn? Yeah, I, I'm just going to say, Mitch, I'm going to keep it easy for you because the last few have been quite busy, quite noisy. Yeah, quite a lot going on. So, okay, let's see what you got for me. Yeah, it's a little bit more stripped back and it should be with you now. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, the border of this image is just plain black. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, in the very background of the image, we have what appears to be like a field or a moor, some tall grass. Mm -hmm. um, against a full moon partially covered by cloud we also have what i believe is two pairs of legs okay one pair that is kind of facing the viewer if you like they look like they're wearing kind of like work boots and i can't really see what kind of trousers they're wearing and the reason for that is that my um, view is obscured because there are another pair of human legs but they're kind of like draped down as if the other person has lifted this person aloft right okay yes um there's also a widening puddle of what i presume is blood on the ground could be jam could be jam, but it is rolling out of someone's trouser leg, so I'm gonna go with blood as my kind of top theory. Could be jam. <laughs> Could have had a jam sandwich in his pocket and he's been squeezed with such force that the jam has leaked out of the sandwich perhaps, onto the ground. Perhaps, perhaps. Or a juice um, box. It could be cranberry juice. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's pretty luminescent for that. But anyway, um, in the foreground of the image, we have a woman who looks a bit like Sigourney Weaver in, Alien, right. in a state of some distress. She is facing the viewer, but she's not really because her face is reflected in a blade. Right, okay. I would say it looks more like Adrian Barbeau. Okay, I hear that too. But yeah, it's a serrated blade mm -hmm. twinkling in the moonlight. And uh, yes, reflecting the face of a screaming woman. So there you go. Screaming woman's face reflected in large serrated blade against a moonlit backdrop as one man holds another aloft and presumably bloodlets him or something. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll need a minute. Yep, you've got it. So, Mitch, I was just talking about jam there. You were, yeah. And it got me thinking, what's your favourite kind of sweet sandwich spread? I do like strawberry jam, I must say. 
Right, okay, okay. That's I mean, it doesn't... Uh, we, we, don't, we don't have to be sticking strictly to conserves here. You could have Nutella. Uh, Nutella would cause me to die. I'm allowed oh, to Oh, of nuts. course, as would peanut butter. Oh. Yeah, so, so like my, my options on this are actually quite limited. Oh, that's... Uh, I'm sorry, Mitch, that's insensitive of me. I didn't even think. That's quite all right. Um, what's yours before we move on? I'm a big fan of peanut butter. I'm a big fan of Nutella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not so much a fan of marmalade. No, me neither, actually. That would set me at odds with Paddington when generally I think we would get on quite well. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're both pretty amiable characters. Uh, yeah. Right, I think I have one. Okay. <laughs> right. When Harold and Maud Lynn figure move into their mm. new home in the countryside, okay. everything seems positively idyllic. However, their first night in their remote utopia is disrupted when they hear on the radio that a notorious serial killer has escaped from the nearby Vagrant's Nook Mental Hospital, and there's some <laughs> ominous rustling on the porch. After witnessing from their window a local farmhand being skewered with a machete, choked with a length of rope, lifted high into the air and suspended on the blade off the side of a barnhouse roof, their worst fears are realised. Rural chills abound in 1984's much maligned slasher, Strangler Dangler. <laughs> that's a very silly title that uh that worked for me on a lot of levels yeah i was quite pleased with it i must admit but yeah it's daft obviously and presumably it is also wrong yeah what year did you say i said 84 uh you're not a million miles off we're talking about 1987 here mitch okay i'll take that and the film yes blood rage Blood Rage, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's out on Arrow Video, Blu-ray, presumably on the Arrow Video channel, which is still running its 30 days free promotion, I think. I believe it is, yeah, I think that, that is, that's that's still ongoing. So, what is this about, and who's synopsisizing? Well, Mitch, the mystery continues, because this week's synopsisizer is anonymous. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm set. Twins Todd and Terry seem like sweet boys. That is, until one of them takes an axe to the face of a fellow patron at the local <laughs> drive-in. Okay. Todd is blamed for the bloody crime and institutionalised, whilst twin brother Terry goes free. Ten years later, and as the family gathers around the table for a Thanksgiving meal, the news comes in that Todd has escaped. But has the real killer, in fact, been in their midst all along? One thing's for sure. There will be blood. And rage. <laughs> <laughs> great love it uh, <laughs> worth it for the final sentence <laughs> uh, this sounds great yeah it's pretty fun actually it's fine yeah. yeah I was going to say it sounds like something I might enjoy I might dig it up on the Arrow video channel um, at some point this week if time allows so moving on then and taking a quick look at what's going on with streaming platforms this week Okay. It's pretty cool stuff, I have to say. So starting with Netflix then, on Thursday the 30th, we have Dangerous Lies, which, dare I say, I think might be a smoky thriller. (laughs) The title alone sounds smoky enough. Yeah, Elliot Gould's in this. A broke caregiver (laughs) unexpectedly inherits her patient's estate, but dark secrets swirl around her newfound wealth, tangling her in deceit and danger. Oh, Jesus. Another smoky thriller landing Friday the 1st of May, Killer Cove. An unlucky (laughs) woman finds a solution for her hateful ex, a trying job hunt, and a stalker through a charming PI, three birds with one stone, only to (laughs) endure a new set of problems. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mitch, you knock off all your problems. You've always, you're always going to have problems. It's a, it's a very versatile PI, though. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> French language production, Get In, not to be confused with Get Out. Um, <laughs> when he returns from vacation and finds his home occupied by squatters, a family man is caught in a conflict that escalates to terrifying heights. That sounds really good, actually. I like I, actually, that. based on that description, it should be called Get Out because it sounds like he should just leave. Yeah. Also, uh, my favourite title of the week. Also coming to Netflix on Friday, Mrs. Serial Killer. 
When a doctor gets jailed for a string of shocking murders, his loyal wife sets out to commit a copycat crime to prove his innocence. Wow, okay. So there you go. <laughs> Moving on then to uh, Sky Cinema, just the one. Wednesday the 29th, Iron Fury, a group of Russian soldiers escape from captivity with only a damaged T-34 tank. I'm not going to say only, that's quite a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, turn their attentions to Shudder, who have got your backs in a big way this week. This Monday, today, the 27th, Perry Blackshear's The Siren. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Or The Rusalka. The Rusalka previously. Yeah, I can't believe that's going to be a year ago. Uh, um, uh, Frightfest Glasgow. That's wild, actually. But uh, that's a really good film. Really mm-hmm. recommend that. Also, the great follow-up to Perry Blackshear's first film, They Look Like People, which I'm a long-time supporter of. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that's yeah. A Man Searches the Lake for the Monster That Murdered His Husband. Well, that monster falls in love with an unsuspecting visitor. So the 30th then, we've got Alice Lowe's Prevenge coming to Shudder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, pregnant widow Ruth, whose partner died in a climbing accident, believes her baby is guiding her to exact murderous revenge on those involved in his death. And on Friday the 1st of May, unsure of the films that are figuring here, but we've got another episode of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also another one that we've spoken about on this show before, also coming to Shudder on Friday, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Great stuff. Yeah, really, really good fun. Nice, normal-looking Leslie Vernon has an obsession with movie-style slashers that make Myers, Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. Leslie decides to follow in the footsteps of his heroes and ever the self-promoter invites a documentary filmmaker and her crew to follow him around as he constructs his own grisly legacy. So that's your lot for this week. I would say your pick there is either Behind the Mask or The Siren. Yeah, I would agree. Either way, uh, hats off to Shudder this week. Absolutely bringing it with uh, some really, really good stuff old and new there. That's it for the streaming platforms then. Uh, lots of stuff to be getting stuck into. And don't forget, of course, if you do take a look at some of that stuff, give us a shout and let us know what you're thinking of them. Yeah, definitely. Please do. Particularly some of those smoky thrillers. If there's any that we should be checking out as part of Smoky Thriller Fridays, please point us in their direction. I think we should watch Mrs. Serial Killer personally. <laughs> so, turning our attentions to this week's show it is episode 100 yeah as and we thought we would try something a little different yeah this is going to be an interesting one so we do have a guest we do have a guest and it's arguably the most important guest we've ever had yeah because the guests on the show this week will be all of you Yes, you, the listeners. So, how does this work, you ask? All you need to do is download the Podbean app. You will need headphones with a microphone if you want to take part, but you don't need headphones to listen. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be an interactive element and you would need it for that. But basically, all you really need to do for now, if you want to get prepped for this, is uh, get the Podbean app downloaded to your phone. We will be doing it pretty much in the style of a live show, but you guys will have the option to message in and we can kind of react live to it. But it'll be on Friday night. Friday night at eight o'clock. So just to let you know, there will not be an episode released at midnight on Friday. No, we will be doing this one live at 8pm UK time, 8pm BST. <laughs> sure. If you want to join us, like I say, download the Podbean app and keep an eye on the social media channels. We will be keeping you very well informed on everything that you need to do to join in, but it's very simple. Yeah, we will be running through the film, which I'll come to in a moment. We will also be opening it up for listener questions where you can actually phone into the podcast and ask your questions live. And then we'll be doing a Mitch's pitches. <laughs> of course we fucking will. Yeah, that's going to be a battle of laughs. <laughs> All of you guys are joining us this week, or at least hopefully some of you are. What film are we talking about, Andy? Because we did Zombievers last week, and that was your choice, we thought, hey, why not put it out to Andy this week? So just like in the Mitch's Pitches image a moment ago for Blood Rage, we are staying in 1987. Okay. And the film is Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. 
Okay, so uh, I'm going to hazard a guess that you don't have to have seen the first one for this to work. <laughs> no, you don't. But I would recommend watching the first one anyway, just to see how the two films differ. Yeah, this is available on Amazon Prime in the UK. It is indeed, yes. Uh, so hopefully uh, some of you guys will be able to catch up with that if you want to get that done. So it's Prom Night 2. It's live on the Podbean app. Friday, 8pm UK time. Yep, and like I said, if you want a phone in, you will need headphones and a microphone. Otherwise, just listen on the app like you normally do, we'll be fine. Yeah, and then what we'll do is we'll release the actual full episode down the line as exactly that, as a full episode. Yeah. But certainly for Friday, this is an in-the-moment thing, just us together. Yeah, come join in. How are you feeling about this? There are loads of ways you can get in touch and let us know what you think about this plan and uh, anything else that we've talked about today. Facebook and Instagram are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC, and you can also email Scenes at gmail.com. Yep, and check out our website, strongviolentpod.com, for everything else. We're back live on Friday for episode 100, talking Prom Night 2 with you. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. 